Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Framiller with Shelly Netco on the Knot, and we have this uh, we have this we have this dialogue between every show, and we talk about this almost at the beginning of every show, and uh, what we're going to do next. So, what we're going to do, Shelly, is uh, is review. <laughs> Like I'm bossing you around, which is the total opposite, right? I need a tutorial. Yeah, yeah. So here's what we're doing. (laughs) Number one. So we've done 51 shows. Okay. 51. Right. Right, which is a lot of talking. I feel like it's a lot of talking. And we've had some incredible guests on here. And listening. And listening sometimes. And we've had some great subjects, some sad, some happy. We've done our truth. And the, the purpose at the end of the day is... When we shared our truth, that was part of the demonstration of healing, right? right? Like, hey, if you don't say the real deal, then how are you supposed to fix it, right? right? So that was number one. And then the other piece of this was identifying red flags in a relationship, hence the he said, she said piece, mm-hmm. right? Which almost turned into like, like we just co-host pretty much everything now, right? right? Just because of the dialogue. True. Because I, <laughs> I needed somebody smart on the show, so... So when, when we started talking about it, um, you know, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff from, I was on YouTube today and I just wrote, I just took a, a few or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we go through, I was just thinking like we'd hit a couple and see where we're at now. Yeah. Right. Cause when we did these, some of the ideas weren't, I mean, they were good ideas and I think they were really good shows. I don't watch a lot of them, but when I do, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I should listen to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, wow. I, yeah, I was like, oh, great. shit. Like, that was did really I just smart. Like, who yeah. told me to say that? You sure. know, but anyways, um, the first thing you checked off was confidence. And, you know, going through these, these 51 shows and, and, uh, and talking about, like, what we've learned and how we progressed and, like, what's really important, they all go together. Like, every Absolutely. single show goes together. Yes. And the concept is relatable to even the guests on the show. Sure. Right? So I had this habit of, over talking. So what I was thinking was, is we'll start with confidence. Okay. Like just give like, you know, like you help people all the time. Just give a couple snippets of confidence. Like if somebody had low confidence, what would you tell them? Oh gosh. I would say, um, when you are feeling like you're lacking something, it is an opportunity to always pay attention. And that's the one thing where people miss. And that is paying attention to what it's triggering, which is, fear so when there's lack of confidence there's always like a fear of not being enough i think so if you feel like you're not enough then what is it you're trying to measure up to and there's your opportunity for growth because the lack of confidence shows that there's an opportunity for growth i think Mm -hmm. for sure yeah right or or you know if you don't have confidence that means you're comparing yourself to something right and you should never compare that is that measuring up ever right yeah right and and you know when you start to be confidence isn't like oh i'm a badass confidence is like hey i know who i am mm-hmm. and i know what I, I know what i bring to the table yeah it's i'm good no matter what right and it's not cocky no two different things no. it's not arrogance mm-hmm. it's just like hey i'm not comparing myself i don't think i'm better mm-hmm. but i know who i am mm-hmm. and i i'm self-aware mm-hmm. of my positive and negative mm-hmm. and i'm cool with it right and we talked about that a little bit in the last show um, regarding relationship when we got into jealousy, which sometimes is a lack of confidence thing. Totally. So if, we, if we have that fear, 
And again, it's it's what's your fear? Is it fear of losing someone? What's that coming from? Is it are you lacking something? Does someone else have something that you think that you need to have to keep mm-hmm. your partner? It's all those things that it's just points to the opportunity for growth. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Self image. We were, when I came in, we were talking about Spanx. Spanx. Huh. And and how people would would wear Spanx mm-hmm. like to because mm-hmm. they don't want. People to know they have like, Flaws. I don't know, a belly or flaws, or mm-hmm. flobs or whatever. Or, or they want to try to look their best. I mean, there there's a lot beneath self-image. I think there's a lot of layers to self-image. But like, so okay, so in that case of self-image, if you're if you're doing something that isn't real, mm-hmm. to me that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be super bummed. Well, this sounds shitty, but it's truth. So you date somebody. Right, and say you get to a point where you go home, and they take off their pants and they take off their what's it called again? Spanx. Your Spanx, and then they're like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, that's but, not fair. Okay, so let's go a step further. Is a push-up bra like false advertising and self-image defamation? I mean, I don't know, Robin. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Because yeah, so where do you draw the line? Yeah, because I mean, I we're know. we're trying to like, fit in. In my, you know, most women, and this is going to get a little graphic here, but most women, our breasts are not the same size, unless they're fake. The real ones are not always the same size. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a hard yeah. time being fitted for the correct garments. So sometimes the only thing that we can wear is like a push-up bra because it emphasizes and helps us level things out a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But my point was, I what's mean, the difference look, between Spanx and, and a push-up bra? Well, then you, you ask your question, why are you doing it? Wearing a push-up bra? Why are you wearing Spanx? Um, not wearing Spanx. I can't answer that question. No, I know. But what, my point <laughs> but is, wearing but you're a not wearing a push-up bra. Are, okay, well, then then why? Then answering the question, like, why? Well, why would you wear a push-up bra? Um, um, I, I don't know. I'm it's asking. almost all it, you can it purchase. Makes, like, I'm not going to wear a sports more attractive? bra. Does it make you feel more attractive? Does it, like, like why? Like and then we talk it's got about more makeup. padding. It hides your nipples. I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> she's got then, a point, right, Robin? She's got a point. So then, so, okay. So we go back to we had this conversation. I think it was in self image about makeup and eyebrows and yes, lashes and yes. lipstick yes. and how straight your teeth are. Yes, and, and we're not talking about you. We're just saying in general. Yes, but then so then you ask the question why? Yes, right, right, and and I think that's the self awareness and the truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I work out. Because it makes me feel good, but it also makes me look good in right. my mind. I right. think I look better and I feel better, right. right? Is it, Do and I do worry about how I look. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have a belly, mm-hmm. right? Same. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Yeah, and but I think, I think that, like, self-image is somewhat healthy, too. It is. I think it is. It is. Right? Because you take, I take pride in my appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to dress decent, you know. Not over the top, but I try to dress decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I don't care necessarily what I wear as much as I used to. I, I think, like anything, unless it gets until it gets to a point where it's somehow disruptive to your life, yeah, or um, I don't know, outrageously expensive, where you're trying to maintain a way of maintaining the self-image. You know, right. whether it's beauty or or workout routines that you can't afford or whatnot. So I think when something becomes disruptive then or, or uh, prohibitive mm-hmm. to 
doing other things than that yeah. or people with you know maybe body dysmorphia and they work out four times a day like those are the kinds of things where it might be an issue but otherwise if it's like how you identify yourself and and how you feel good um, you know I look back at things like when I was 14 I started wearing makeup and I started you know when I was I remember sitting, getting ready for high school and I remember my mom making some comments to me and it was just wasn't to her, that wasn't a normal thing. But to me, that at 14, that felt right, and I've always done it. And here I am, you know, however many years later, and it's just who I am, and it's what I do. And, like, to me, that is my who I am and my image, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. how I identify myself. Now, will I do it without? Yes. But that's just who I am. So when someone goes outside their norm and they are doing things that, like I said, are interrupting their life or disruptive or prohibitive as far as finances, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. then that, I think, That's is a question mark. Yeah. 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 I think there's like a level of self-pride. I was just thinking when you were talking like that, you're wearing a green dress with flowers all over it, and it's super colorful, and I'm wearing a purple shirt, and I got these goofy pants on. Like, I would never wear these pants ever before. I mean, it just wasn't my style, right? Mm-hmm. And now, like, when I was getting dressed today, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what mm-hmm. I wear. Like, mm-hmm. if my shirt's purple, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw it on. Like, that's what was, that's what the first thing, you know what I'm saying? Looks good on you. Well, it's funny. Like, right? You say it looks good. Mm-hmm. Where, like, before I might be like, oh, my God, I'm wearing a purple shirt. And I used to wear black all the time on the yeah, show. Yeah, we used to wear black all the time on the yeah. show. But, like, so I think that's a level. And then one like, day I was like, why? Yeah, like, why do you do that? Why not let's have fun? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the. Be myself. The, self-image. Right. And then, you know, the judgment piece and, and those other little things that go along with this. But, you know, I, it's, it's how you carry it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you carry yourself. And I notice, I totally notice and absolutely apparent, if you're in a good place and you're like, yep, I'm having a great day and I'm having fun and I feel good about myself and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like your self-talk is in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Your life is in a positive way. Sure. People are attracted to that. People want to see you. People want to talk to you. People mm-hmm. are, you know, like you, you go into a bar or a meetup or whatever. When we're like having fun and, and being ourselves and being genuine and authentic, it's a totally different interaction than if you roll in you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, totally different deal mm-hmm. because, because you give off that vibe of who you are. Right. And if you're not dialed in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, you give off you, a different vibe. If you're doing things purposefully to impress other people Mm -hmm. or you're doing things because you think that's what they want you to do, Mm -hmm. then that's not your self-image. That's what you think their image is that that they want to see. Yeah. And that's when, again, self-abandonment is the only thing that I keep getting into is, Mm -hmm. is once you take that step, you've gone the wrong way. And I, and I think too, there's like, there's a pride element in that, right? Like if you take pride in how you look and you, have the confidence to wear what you want to wear and do what you want to do and like oh that's cool those shoes are cool like i'm mm-hmm. wearing those things mm-hmm. or you know you got flag socks on like fuck it you know what i mean like yep. i like flag socks so i wear them good and that's cool right yep. it, and but it's that it is it's, it's that like level of confidence you know and i'm not always confident every day like i don't always feel like oh sure. i look good today same you know yeah i feel um, that but I actually today i didn't think about it i just put on the first fucking thing that was on the on the pile of clothes like all right cool perfect you know what i mean yeah like, oh, whatever that brings into um you know things for mental health we we talked about that a lot right like things you do for mental health like do you work out for mental health mm-hmm. well i think so yeah like you're physically fit but if you're not that doesn't mean that you're not healthy true 
right? It does so, raise your endorphins, though, and sure. get everything moving through your sure. brain. That- Absolutely. But I, but I think, too, there's also like that level, like when we talked about dieting and things like that. You know, that's a billion-dollar industry with like a, what, 80% failure rate mm-hmm. or more. And, and then it becomes like, okay, well, we're, like you said, where are we fanatical and where are we being healthy? Because working out isn't the only thing that makes you healthy. Sure. You know, like you could go do, I don't know, knitting or something. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're not always going to be able to work out. Like we're, you know, when I'm 180, I'm not going to be able to work out maybe, mm-hmm. right? Depending right. on what technology we have. You might. I might. But I'm just saying, like, you have other things that are mentally healthy. Sure. And you can do things like meditation and all that other kind of stuff. Right. Right, which Which helps. actually reverses aging. That will help you get to 200. Meditation does? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Really? It reverses aging? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then fuck it. I'll do that more too. The, um, Increases your telomeres. Well, okay, so here's what reverses aging. We talk about, like, fun and joy. Right. And we did a show on healthy adventures. Mm-hmm. That relates, too. Sure. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and healthy adventures might mean different things for different people. Well, of course they mean different things for different people. But, sure. like, what's a healthy adventure? Um, I mean, for you, it's definitely going out on a 45-mile-an-hour electric surfboard and falling, I'd say. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, kind of. Why don't you tell yeah. us about that? Tell, you, I was asking you the question, <laughs> but I can tell you about my hydrofoil. Please do. It's hard. It's super cool. Do you know what a hydrofoil is? No. So it's this, it's this surfboard, and it has a battery in it, right? Okay. So it's battery powered. And, and the reason why I think it's so amazing is because it's good for the environment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it has this battery, right? So it's a surfboard. It has a battery in it. And then it has this, like, long fin. And, it, and at the bottom of the fin, there's like this little propeller, and then it has like another like... Oh, under the wing. water? Yeah. Okay. So check this out. So you get on it, like you, you grab this thing, and then like you have this trigger in your hand. So your finger like totally makes oh how fast gosh. and how much power the board has. So like you you're get on the thing with your hands, and you're trying to like get up on it and hold the trigger steady, because if you like jerk it, it goes like whoop, and it flies out, or you like endo and you, you know, go underneath the water. So, right. so you're like trying to hold this thing steady, trying to balance, trying to like get up on the thing. It's freaking hard. And then, like, when your balance is off, you can either endo into the water or it, like, comes up out of the water. And if you come up too high, like, it'll launch out of the water. And then you totally eat shit, which is how I got, like, this giant bump on the side of my head. And, your and concussion that scratch and, and your yeah. cuts. Like, I, your I broke my toe, I think. did not make any sense into you, but though. But it's so funny because, because when we were trying to do it. But that's, like, to me, that's so fun. Yeah. Like some people be like, you're freaking stupid, dude. Yeah. You're way too old for that, but you're not. Well, you're an adrenaline guy. Yes, for sure. Um, but okay, so now back to you. Yeah. Tell me one of so yours. So I did something recently that will not sound like an adventure to you, but to me it was a... But it doesn't matter what I think. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And it was the night of the the full moon, the, yeah. the eclipse. Yeah, yeah. And I was driving home and it was like 10 p.m. And... I went to get off the freeway and realized what the moon looked like. And if I went out into the desert, that it was going to be no light pollution and it would be amazing. So I went the other direction and out into the middle of nowhere and um, just took this little trip and took pictures and pulled off the side of the road. There was no, like, literally sat in the middle of the road for a while with no cars coming in the direction, shut off my lights. And just took a picture, took pictures, and was out there with black sky and this incredible moon, and it was ridiculous. To That's me, that so was cool. like one of the biggest adventures I've ever done by myself. 
That's cool. Yeah. I love that. And I was out there for like an hour probably, and it was wild. It was beautiful. Oh. And you to be what? out in the middle of the desert, like it was crazy. Ask me what I did. Ask me what I did. I know what you did. <laughs> What'd you do? So Total opposite of what I did. Oh, my God. So, I was in solitude. So I was on the boat dock, and this buddy of mine, who we, you know, we have a hydroboard or whatever with right. a jet ski, and you fly like 80 feet in the air. Right. So we're all sitting there, and we're hanging out, and it's dark. You're not really supposed to be on the lake in the dark. So, I mean, it wasn't me, but it was somebody that looked just like me and acts just like me out there. Right. And uh, so we went. So I was like, dude, I have all these, like, um, glow sticks on the boat. And I don't know why I had them, but I had a whole bunch of them. And I'm like, shit, that'd be cool if we put, like, glow sticks all over us. You know, we put them in, like, the boots for the flyboard and stuff and on the jet ski. Uh-huh. And then we'd go out there and fly and, like, look at the full moon. Oh so I did. Like, we went out there and flew. And I was like, yeah, it was so cool, like, to be above the water because it was reflecting in the water. And then you get, like, that's to me. And then this, the, the guy, my buddy's wife, we call him Scuba. His wife's like, dude, are you serious right now? And I'm like, listen, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is like a moon eclipse, and we're at the lake, and we have a flyboard. And we just happen to have, you know, some, some sticks, too, some glow sticks. Right. At the same time, though, I also think about, like, how amazing it is to go to a symphony and listen to music yes. and absorb that. Yes. Or go watch, you know, an event where somebody's super good at something. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. I, I cannot sit there and watch people play yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. right? I think it's amazing. But I do think it's fascinating to watch somebody who's really good, like at that level, right. perform so well. I think like that's a healthy adventure too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went to um, Andre Bocelli a couple months ago, and I've I probably cried for at least half the concert. It's amazing. Because I was so just immersed in it and just, it, I don't know, it was a... It was like riding the waves of the ocean, but in such a spiritual, incredible experience. Super cool, it was right? Wild. Or, or like you go to Sedona. Mm. You know, that's an adventure, yeah. but it's but it's a spiritual one. Yes. Or you know, um, camping or just hanging out by the fire mm-hmm. or playing a game or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like so many things. Like you can make almost anything an adventure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing. I think the adventure piece is like. Something not repetitive, yeah. right? Like, hey, let's, you know, I go to the lake all the time, but it's never the same. Yeah. Like, there's always some new idea. Yeah, it's just having know. the mindfulness, I think, too, of knowing that it's an experience. And th- to your point, you get something out of it different every time. Yeah. It, but there's also, like, I have to say that the, when we talk about adventures or um, things for mental health, like, I think, I didn't realize, but, like, water is so important to me. I really love being on the, around the water. Mm-hmm. And I really love, like, hanging out in my space on my little dock thing mm-hmm. and, like, cleaning the boat. It's your or, home, like, yeah. vacuuming it's, it's or whatever the I do. I don't know. Yeah, the process is cathartic. And it's really neat because it, it's something, like, that I really, really love and I really, really enjoy. And I didn't realize that before, right? Like, I was always, like, riding motorcycles and racing sure. and working out and getting beat up or whatever at the gym, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm like, oh, like this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I can just float around and check this shit out. Right. Like that's cool. And I think that's part of growth too, you know. So there's like two extremes for me. Like I can be, you know, trying to do flips off the slide or, you know, going to a concert or, you know what I'm saying, like everything in between. Sure. But I, I think for me, I just like the experience. I like the different experiences. Yes. You know, but then the activity is soothing to me. Because I want to be active. Right. I don't really like to sit around too much. Right. You know? Yeah. 
So, but 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 again, like you, you said, not for you. But it, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what no, you like, it, it's different to everybody. But what you yeah. like, you know, I could like too, like you know, going to a concert. Fuck, I'd be totally cool with that, right? right? Yeah. So it's it's you know, and you were you've been at the lake before, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, body language. Remember that one? Oh my god, that was so freaking funny about body language. Yes. So did you? So we we were at this bar. I feel like Robin might enjoy this story. Yeah, we were at this bar, and this girl. She like winked at did she wink at me or something? She no, winked she, at me. She, no, she said to you. Oh, did you did wink you at me? Did you just wink at me? Yeah, she's like, hey, did you just wink at me? And I'm like, no. And she's like, dude. And I was like, what? He and then t- Shelly told me this story. I was like, oh my she, God, are you Shelly's like, dude, she was hitting on you. And I was like, oh, do people wink? Because I was like, do, do people wink? She's like, yeah, oh, everybody winks. I'm like, I didn't wink. It was so funny. Yeah. It was like it was like this total dipshit. I go. She wanted you to say, "Yes, yes, yeah," but yeah. I didn't get it. it didn't, or did it didn't, you wink at me? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make, any, make sense. any sense. No, I got something in my eye. So then we, so then yeah. we, we had to go into body language one hundred and one. Right, and that was what that show was about. Yeah, right. But it was also about like how you carry yourself. Yeah, it was. It was nonverbal communication, not crossing your legs. Mm-hmm. You know, when you meet somebody, you're not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like body language Defensive. says so much, mm-hmm. right? And then also, like, how you talk and how you verbalize your words and the energy sure. you use behind it. Sure. It's so, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. So that was, a, that was a funny one. And if you watch people and you're present and you listen to them, they tell you who they are. Absolutely. They, people tell you who they are all the time. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty amazing when you're actually present. When you're paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the I like to take those little nuggets and just like file them away. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? The no, little like nuggets it, of as, like behavior? Yeah, just in conversations sometimes with people. Um, it, it, if they say something or do something and just like tuck it away and go, hmm, okay, I'm going to remember that. I mean, not to use against somebody, but just to remember who someone is. They just revealed something. Oh, I see. Yeah, right? yeah. Their character. Yeah, character. Yeah, character revelation. So yeah. Well, you know, so let's think about like we we talk about dating a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Or or human interaction. Mm-hmm. And you you go, I don't know, whatever. Say you're with a friend mm-hmm. or a date or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're at a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? The the when you walk in the door, do you are you courteous? Do you hold the door open for somebody walking up? Mm-hmm. Do you hold the door open for your partner? Do you you know ask them where they'd like to go or you know, when you come in, do you address the hostess with respect? Sure. Or the host with respect? Sure. Right? And then, you know, when you sit down, do you... All, there's so many things that could be, like, courteous if you pay attention, right? Like, think of all those things related to body language that could be so important. You're smiling at me. Why? I'm just smiling in general because it's, oh. it's a good subject. It's, it's funny. No, it's a good experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, that is so telling. From... So say you meet somebody at a restaurant, from the time they walk in the door to the time you're having a meal or a drink, it, you, you, there's like a thousand things in thousand that interaction. Things. And it's you know how you speak to people, how you carry yourself, how you sit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And th- here's an interesting thing I noticed too, that like say you're on a date and you're sitting like this and we're both sitting straight ahead, mm-hmm. or you're like crossed your legs the other way or whatever, versus like when you have a conversation and you both kind of turn in your chair Toward and each face other. each other. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different... Totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. Totally different vibe, right? So shit like that, like when you start paying attention, it's not judgy, but it's, no, it's, it's a, like... It's awareness and it's important. It's a subconscious 
people behave subconsciously, you know what I mean? And you can tell. Like you already know the answer to your question. Like, hey, are you into me? You already know the answer. Mm -hmm. If you actually think about it, pay attention. But then like the interaction, you know, think of all those things like body language, your core, like if you have character, Mm -hmm. because if you treat staff at a service place, like a restaurant or whatever, if you treat the staff poorly, then you probably have poor character. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, or you're just not a considerate person. Right. Both or things you, wouldn't be okay for me. Yeah. Um, exactly. But, and then, you know, the interaction, too. Like, I think I always like sitting at the bar. I do, And I too. still do. I because like it. it's social. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, or you sit next to somebody that you wouldn't probably normally sit next to. Mm-hmm. And you can learn about them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you, that's the other dynamic with that, too, is like if you're with somebody, you involve them in the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't meet somebody like, oh, hey, my name's Shelly. Oh, my name's Scott. Oh, how are you? And then we're with Robin. We don't introduce Robin. Right. Like those core things are just so key, mm-hmm. right? And then how you introduce. Like there's so many things. Like there's thousands of things that go along with that. The, the body language piece is massive. But from a female perspective, like you, what do you look for in a guy? Um, I, w- I would say what you were talking about, which is just that, just the courteousness, um, openness, um, definitely look for red flags. I think everybody's always looking for red flags. Like what? Like um, on a first date. We talked about that too, like on a first date, red flag first date. Yeah, red flags. Well, just um, I would say we talked about phones. Oh, yeah. Remember? Leaving a phone out? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I was, well, I was on a, a first date. This was a while back when I was on a first date, and, and the guy just kept like scrolling through his phone the whole time. And it was just one of those things. It's like, wow, this is just really shocking. This is a first date. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of a thing. It's just, it's just that, it, does someone really value being there with you? Do they value your time? It's a good right. thing you found out so there was no more dates after that. Right? No kidding. Well, I think too, Waste of like, time. That's a, yeah. that's a third, right? Yeah. Like when we talk about that, if you pick up your phone, that's like you having a separate conversation with somebody else. Sure. And excluding me, so that's rude. Sure. And I used to be like, well... No, that's fucking yeah. rude. Unless it's something like, like, hey, I need to check on such and such, you know. Yeah, I got, I got and they, like, you, like, hey, I'm talking to this person. Yeah, and, oh, have, they said or, this or whatever. I need to check whatever. on this. It's, it's yeah. something going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you can't be transparent, then don't fucking pick right. it up. And, and that's kind of, that goes back to that. Not like I'm going to jump on my Facebook in the middle of a date. Right. Well, but before, I wouldn't say anything. Right. Like, now I'd be like, dude, what's up with the phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I just ask. I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing on your phone? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Not because I'm jealous or I'm invasive, but because it's rude for you to be having a fucking whole other dialogue when I'm sitting here. Sure. So if you don't value my time, then let's be truthful about that. Right. And we'll just end it right here, mm-hmm. right? Like, we shorten that mm-hmm. span so we're not wasting time. Save yourself the time. Yeah. And it, it's not like an angry thing or a mean thing or a rude thing. No. It's truth. It's just your standards. Yeah. yeah. It's your standards of what you expect. Nothing like, wrong with that. Yeah. Or if somebody like calls you out and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Like I was, you know what? I was just, I got distracted. I'm so sorry. Let me put sure. this away. Sure. Because you are, I do value your time and I would like to, mm-hmm. whatever, spend time with you. Mm-hmm. We were, um, we were camping a few weeks back and this, uh, this couple, they've been married like 30 years and uh, we were sitting there and there's another couple there. And the two guys were on their phone, and I probably would have been too, but I had like my phone in my rig or whatever. And and the the gal's like, guys, seriously? And they're like, what? And she's like, phones. And I'm like, oh my god, we didn't even realize. Like we just totally got 
it's, immersed in. Yeah, it's a sorry, habit. sorry, sorry, and they put them away right away. Yeah, but they've been married forever. Yeah, but she's saying like, hey, this is our time. This is our time with family and yeah. friends, and like, let's be present. You yeah. know, and that was super healthy. I think it's a habit for a lot of us. So that one's... social media. Mm-hmm. I, I know it mm-hmm. is. It, it's funny because we discuss thirds quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't have social media on my phone. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't have dating apps. I don't have nothing. There's nothing on there. I don't have even my, um, I don't have like the software we use for the company. I have my email Mm -hmm. and obviously text, right? Mm -hmm. But that's it. I don't have any apps on there. There's no banking apps. There's nothing. Mm. So if I want to do something, I have to sit at my computer and do it. Mm. So then I'm like focused on that. Right. 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 And it's, it's, that's helped a lot. Like with just being present and stuff. Good. Yeah. I don't know. That's rare. Well, yeah, it's it's just something I started doing. Yeah, that's cool though. It's mm-hmm. rare, and it was I don't even know if it was conscious. I think I bought a new phone and just didn't download apps. <laughs> I don't know, and then it just stuck. I'm like, ah, that worked out, right? So that was social media. We did like a whole thing on social media. Yeah, we did, and about the impact of it, what yeah. it's doing to people. And you're on social media a lot for mm-hmm. business. Yeah, I'm I mean, not. Do... I'm actually not on a lot. I I dedicate like this much time, um, usually in the morning, and um, it's a set amount of time. To do what I need to do, very mm-hmm. purposeful, and then that's it. And you know what's funny when we say in the morning, one of the reasons why I took it off is because did you ever notice like in the morning when I had it on my phone just for me, mm-hmm. I would wake up and instantly open up my phone and like click on Facebook. Or oh, something. I don't do that. It, or like I'd, I'd see something about the news or whatever, and it almost like set the tone. Like that's your first interaction mm-hmm. you're going to have Mm-mm. is social media. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Mm, I don't do that. It's, uh, yeah, like I don't either anymore, yeah. right? I no, I, I schedule it almost, like, I mean, I schedule it like work. So I do workout, walk the dog, do my coffee, do my thing, and then I do my, whatever it is, 30 minutes, and yeah. that's it. Very, it's a big deal. Like a sniper. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like you, it's very tactical. It yeah. is very tactical, yes. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about jealousy, um, the control of it. Mm. You know, how many relationships have you had where there's jealousy? Hmm. Definitely one. A toxic one? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember really ever being jealous as like a normal mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But again, I, that's a huge red flag, right? Mm-hmm. That was the purpose of that. Mm-hmm. I would say that, gosh, that's funny. Probably just, probably that one. Just that's that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, it's, it's weird because like there's so many things that are wrapped around that. You know, yeah. when, you, when you think about when you were jealous, what was happening around you. Yeah. There's like 15 red flags. Or he deal. was. Yeah. 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 Control. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Like that's, it's, it, so as we go back through these, I think we're looking at each thing a different way. Yeah. Like recapping it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the red flag perspective of it is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, the, the friends aren't welcome. That, we talked about that um, in the same toxic kind of relationships, like sometimes you're not welcome at certain places. Like, oh my, sure, whatever doesn't like you, or you, so you can't go with me. Yeah. Like, can you imagine putting up with that bullshit now? No. <laughs> you're like you fucking kidding. I can me imagine right? what you would say. You're like, like fuck uh, you. Hi, I'm the guy who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I'd be like, Have you met me? See ya. Yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you. Right. It, it's just funny, like that, where you're, you know what I mean? Like you have, you're in this space, and sometimes you're weak, and you actually care. Yeah. And, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because hanging on to the relationship is more valuable than being truthful. Yeah. And hanging on to the relationship is more valuable than your own self-care. Yeah. Fear of, you know? fear of losing something that sucks right. is more important 
yeah. than being who you are. Yeah. That's interesting. Can you imagine, imagine yourself right now being in a relationship where your partner's friend told you that you weren't welcome, but you were. Where does that put you in the level of importance in this person's and life? And where's the trust? Like zero. It puts you at the fucking bottom. Right. Like that right there, everybody's saying, Ugh. Yeah. So take the hint, dude. Right? Sure. I didn't, I was in a relationship like that for a while and I didn't oh. do it. Like what? And it, that's the, I think that's where some of the processing is, right? Is you look back and you're like, holy crap. There was like a hundred red flags, but you just didn't acknowledge it. Right. Because you had this fantasy of like it working somehow. Sure. Right? Even though their behaviors consistently tell you that they're not interested. Mm-hmm. And your behaviors are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. which is what created their behavior, which is what makes it toxic. Sure. Like, hello. And you're not ready to be alone. Yeah. So you just so like, you tell yourself more lies. Yeah. It's codependency. Oh What's yeah, that? it's total yeah. codependency. Oh, absolutely. Completely. Total codependency. Yeah. Completely. And, and then At its for best. people in that environment, then those people are toxic too. Like I can't imagine telling Robin's significant other or whatever that, hey, dude, like Robin's cool, but you can't come. Right? Can you fucking imagine being that arrogant? No. Like I would never in a million years do something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's not ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. The, the, but that brings like the power of no. That's the next one. And, and when we were talking about these, like all these go together. Yes. Because you'd say, mm, no, that doesn't work for me. Right. No. Like think of how many times you should have said no. Right. Right. Oh, yes. And that's based on. Yes, I should have said no. Confidence, communication, intuition, being able to be alone. Like all these go together. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy. Like, Having no fear. Power saying no, no, um, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Right. I'm going to draw a nice little boundary. Yep. And just say no. And call it good. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too is like, you don't always have to call it good. Like saying no doesn't mean like this is the end. No. Or even like the phone thing or somebody like not inviting you. When you call it out and you're like, hey man, that doesn't work for me and here's why. Right. That's not appropriate. That's not respectful. And that's not what I want in my life or my relationship. And they're like, holy shit, I didn't realize that. Oh my God. Let's fix that. Right. That's a different response than meh. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Like it, it's that whole dialogue, mm-hmm. but it comes from being truthful and being able to communicate like how you feel and what you expect. Yeah. Right. For your own self respect. Right. And, and that's important. The, um, that's what's funny too, is it comes back to then cheating. That's, that's a deep and wide one. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just remember when we were sitting there, we had that list from psychology today. Yes, and why said, people cheat. Why people cheat. And it was like, because they're angry and they don't get attention. And I was like, that's right. all bullshit. Their emotional needs aren't being fulfilled. That's all fucking bullshit. You cheat because of you. Mm-hmm. You cheat right? because of exactly who you are. Yep, yep, you do. The, 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 the thing is, it's a, I mean, you're lying. It's, it's all, it's self-esteem, it's self-worth. It's insecurity. Insecurity, insecurity, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and um, Seeking validation. Seeking validation. I, I think that's part of, you know, and I relate some of this stuff back to myself, but like for me, that's so important that I don't repeat that behavior ever again, mm-hmm. that I'm very cautious about who I commit to. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes sense. It, because, because I don't ever want to be in that position again. I don't ever want to be in a spot where you're well, cheating. You, you realize the pain that you caused and the you, pain that it, said, caused that it caused for me. For you, yeah. Right. And, and that's like, that's one of those things where your own self-awareness, right? And then your respect for yourself and whoever you're with, like mm-hmm. your partner. Mm-hmm. And then having that confidence to be like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. That's so powerful. It's, it's All ridiculous. that goes away. Yeah. 
Now, we talked a, a little bit about, too, that some people are locked in. Like, some people don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like a stay-at-home mom. Like, her husband's cheating on her. What's she going to do? Be like, oh, F you, I'm out. I'm just going to pack my bags. You know, because some people don't have that option. Mm-hmm. Or some people, you know, may not financially. I bring this back to finances. It's not always about finances. But you bring it back to a situation where you don't have the finances. Like, you're barely making, you know, what, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So if one of you breaks off, like it's catastrophic. Nothing right? changes if nothing changes. And if you're in that mindset, it's because you're putting yourself there. You can get out. You can. You're just making the choice not to because you don't believe enough in yourself. I remember that point when I was in um, therapy before I left. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I had that mindset. I can't go because I don't have anything. Yeah. And she said, what are you going to do about it? That's like the best. And that was the changing point for me. That was the absolute shift. That's crazy. And it was probably two weeks. Think, when I, I like sat with myself and really got my shit together and said, this, is, this doesn't have to be my this choice. This isn't going to work for me. This doesn't yeah. have to be my choice. You know, that when you just said that, I think of manipulation. With that, like if people are cheating, like think of the, the level of manipulation you have to sustain to do that. Mm. Like you're not only lying, but you're you're manipulating, you're gaslighting. Yeah. And and think back to a time when you were cheated on, you fucking knew. Yes. You totally knew. Yes. But you didn't want to admit it. Right? Like there were so many signs that things weren't right and yes. that there was somebody else. Yes. But I wouldn't admit it. Right? Like you just weren't ready. Right. And and that's not like a what was me I'm a victim thing. That's just like a Maybe it's like a self-preservation thing that your brain does. It's just like everything. You're not ready. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe you're just not you're ready to not admit ready. it. You're not ready. Yeah. It, but, but when you're ready, you do admit it, and then you own it with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. But, but you also have to heal it, too. No, I understand that. But I'm saying you have to own it first, mm-hmm. and then you can begin to heal. Yeah, but, but just owning it and admitting it and oh, being like, dude. Yes. Yeah. The... the um, so, so the romantic side, the choosing. Oh, that's a shift. Okay. Right. Well, I am. I'm shifting it. Yeah. Well, that, from that, like, yeah. if you choose your partner, you wouldn't cheat on You that. don't need to cheat. Right? Yeah. So, so like, that, that's where I always think, and I still do believe this. I still do believe, like, the total romantic thing. Like, if you love somebody, you can fix it. You have to choose to, mm-hmm. but you can still fix it. Like, mm-hmm. if you really love somebody, you can make it work. If both are on the same page and yeah. both yeah. want to put the effort in. And but both understand what they're working for and isn't that the core in the beginning isn't that like that core personality like hey i'm a hard worker i'm responsible i take care of my shit i don't make excuses Mm -hmm. you know i'm Mm self-aware all those things are tools that if you did come to a crossroad you have the tools to help fix it and that's part of that dating thing and that self-awareness where you can be like hey you have the character and the tools i guess yeah so that we, if we did have a problem we could figure it out together sure right yeah and we have the trust enough to be able to tell each other the truth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and then also the 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 here we go again the balls to, to <laughs> have that transparency the balls different, are out right? different meaning this time no i'm serious like that's, yeah you know that's a whatever well, you have but, to be vulnerable enough to have the transparency and to be willing to put yourself out there to have that conversation yeah if in the past someone was cheating on you or 
you know, there was a gaslighting fight or something like that right. when you were vulnerable or if vulnerability was turned against you. Yeah. So that's why it does take balls to be vulnerable yeah. and put yourself out there and have that conversation with no fear that the other, that your partner is going to leave. And right. it's that emotional safety that you have because your relationship is only as safe as your, as you make your partner feel right. and your partner makes you feel. And that's abuse. Like, the, a lot of the stuff we're talking about is abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, when you manipulate somebody or mm-hmm. you gaslight them, that's abuse. Mm-hmm. That's, like, mental abuse. Yes. Period. End of story. Agree. Now, like Robin just said, there's two sides of that, right? Like, if you're letting it happen to yourself, it's your fault, which I don't think anybody's a complete victim, but you know no, what I'm saying? No, you can't be a victim without your permission. Right. I agree. Right. You cannot. I agree. The, the, the interesting thing with that is... Just, just like that, there's a, there's a level of emotional abuse with all this, right? Like, but you're putting yourself in that situation, right? Like you choose to. You're choosing it for some reason or another. Um, you know, I, you're giving your power away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's dating on there. Dating, yes, an interesting subject. <laughs> we won't even say anything about that. Okay. We don't need to say about like how many first dates, right? No, we don't I, need to say anything about. I was on like, a lot of first dates. Yeah, who cares how many? I don't know. The video, the video crew wanted to know how your dating life was going there, Shelly. Um, well, I'm seeing someone still. <gasps> Ooh, cool. I'm having fun. Well, there you go, guys, over there in the booth. I'm having fun. It's, it's enjoy- going well. It's enjoyable. All the reports that I get is it's going well. It's, he's very courteous to restaurant staff. Well, the smile yeah. on her face says it all. I know. Right? No, it's going good. It's fun. Okay, move, moving on. Moving on. She's there a lot. Okay, okay. So let's <laughs> let's do this. Wow. Let's do this then. How did you get there? Ooh. Right. Like like. Okay. So we went from whatever first dates, and you're dating, and you're having fun, and you're doing your thing. Right. What got you to that point where you are you're happy? Let's just admit it. You're happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying every all the words you use, the way you look when you talk about it. You're happy. I'm enjoying it. Yes. So how did you get there? Um, Let's see. I think it was just good conversation at the beginning. Um, Very mindful, and one day at a time. Okay. Without the expectation, expectation, and the end goal in mind, because there is no end goal. Okay. And I've always, I've always had an end goal when I went into something. Mm -hmm. Me too. And that's not important. What's important is how does it feel? Yeah. And, and it's not like, is it fun? Woo. Cause I'm not, that's not where I'm at. It's like, is this right? For you? Does it feel right? Okay. I'm going to ask. And it's a constant conversation. So with, so with this relationship that's satisfying and fulfilling to you, mm-hmm. does it enhance the other parts of your life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 um, I don't know. It's just a lot of awareness, a lot of new awareness and perspective. It, it's like I'm interviewing you right now. But yeah, the reason fine. why I asked you that question is because when I talk to you now and I see you, you're like, you glow. Oh. Like you have this like extra... Like, you're always nice and you're always fun and, you know, having a good time. But you, there's, like, this extra level of, like, energy. Hmm. 
like you seem happy it's healthy mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think that you know you say you go to a restaurant you meet people together yeah and, and enjoy enjoy your time together right. and you know you're going to concerts and you're going to sporting events and you're doing these things together and you're enjoying it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and the other thing i never hear you say is you never i never hear you say like i have to or mm -mm. you know i'm supposed to do or that's no, all a choice mm -hmm. right and you're making the same choice, and it sounds like a healthy choice. Yeah. Like, I think, um, who was it that said, they talked about a relationship, and they said that every week we, we decide to renew it. <laughs> I love that. Like, hey, this is cool. Let's try another week. Right. And see how it goes. I love that. Right? And then this is cool. Let's try another week and see how it goes. I love that. And that, and that keeps you engaged, and it keeps you choosing. Right. Right? Because that's also saying that, hey, you know, you can't have me in your life for free. Right. Like you're not free. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's an investment. It's an investment of time, energy. Yeah. Um, I think just... Um, Emotion. Emotional commitment. Um, I mean, not commitment, but you have to commit yourself and your emotion to... And, and just, I don't know, just um, everything. Communication, all of it, to just be there and mm -hmm. be where you are at that time. And it doesn't mean, like, be there. It means where you are at the time and be in it, you know? And it seems like the person meets, like, if you had a list, the person would meet the things on your list. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I would say yes. Because that's another thing I never heard you say is, like, well, it's cool, but... Right. You know? And, and it's funny how we talk about things or relationships or dating. And, it, and if you say negative things, you're almost manifesting something negative. Sure. You're like giving energy to something that's not sure. right instead of addressing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing that I notice about you, too, is you're very, um, that's the first person in your life. Like, that's your person? Not, I mean, pretty much. What I'm saying is, like, you don't talk outside your relationship. Right. And if there was an issue, you wouldn't talk about that outside your relationship. That would be inappropriate. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it seems like a solid interaction. It's from, a solid, yeah, from yeah, me. It is. I would, and I think I know you're pretty damn good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think what's important too, what's helped is not, I don't know, we still aren't using any labels or defining anything. And that kind of goes with the, how's it feel today? How's it feel today? How's it feel today? Kind of a thing. And without having an end goal or terminology or anything like that. And it's the first, I think the first experience I've had like that where it's just kind of like liberating and enjoyable. That's cool. And I think... Without expectations. Without expectations. Which means there's no control. Right. And yeah, and the expectation is just enjoy. And mm -hmm. that's the way it should be. You know, mm -hmm. it's like Abraham Hicks talks about that. Mm -hmm. We're here for the satisfaction. Right. And so many people miss that point and get caught up in just restrictive thoughts and restrictive behaviors and patterns mm -hmm. and things. And coming from where I've come from, I know that I want not that. Yeah. Right. But you can, you can like create that, right? Yes. But you've also, you know, in, when you said the, the first dates, like however many, right. The, we joked about it, but really the message there was like, you're learning what you want mm -hmm. and you're learning like the things that people have like the the maybe like the traits or like the personality traits or the base of them mm -hmm. you're actually learning like what you want so you know one of the things if you don't do that and you don't explore a little bit then you, how do you really know what you want like right. how do you even identify that sure and how do you appreciate 
somebody who's really good. Right. If you don't explore some of the other personality traits and be like, and then time alone too. Yeah. Right. To understand who you are. Right. And what you're really about. Yes. Because you can't figure out what you want without that. Mm -hmm. And you did all those things, Mm -hmm. which is how you got. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds healthy to me, of course. And I think that's the only way that people can, that you, well, for me, I can only speak from my experience, but that's the only way that I could get to this place where I could, I guess, feel myself and really feel how it is Mm -hmm. um, and hear myself think, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. and um, just have the clarity. So I think the clarity is what allowed me to understand and just have the perspective and not be emotionally charged and emotionally reactive. And even when there's been a couple things that have come up where I've like had moments and I've talked to you at some time, you know, at one point when I was like talking about you know, just like having this rejection thing and stuff. And it was because of some circumstances and I didn't like freak out or anything. I just had to sit with it and go, okay, what is going on here? And just having that clarity and space too, and not being all wrapped up and tangled in something heavy and all that stuff allows that. But you weren't a victim in that. No. You were like, wait a second. Yeah. I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is, I'm doing the same shit. Yeah. You were totally transparent and totally truthful. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you're mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Because you told the truth. And, and what's cool is, is having this person and I can have those conversations with him. Right. And it's like pretty powerful it's to be able to powerful. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it's amazing. It's That's cool. why I say like from the outside looking in, like when we have a dialogue, you know what I'm saying? It's very respectful and it's mm-hmm. very like, it's just healthy. It's just like, it's like a growing thing. It's a foundational thing. Like yeah. I'm like, I like this and I want to build it. Yeah. So I'm going to do another day. I'm going to put another brick in it. Yeah. And then you know what? This day is pretty freaking cool. Right. So I'm going to put a row in and go for a week. Right. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then to have like that trust to go on vacation with somebody or spend time with them, like just the two of you. Right. That's a big deal too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That like was you pretty have funny. Have some we, sort of a connection. We, we went on this little trip and then we got there and we looked at each other and we're like, Whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like, shit, freaked dude. out. Yeah. Literally freaked like, out what, for Should a we second. get two rooms? No. <laughs> what should we do? Uh, let's go get some food. We got to get out of here. Right? <laughs> it was yeah. just literally like. But, that, but that's so cool when you can moment. just be like that instead of faking it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you know, there's a, I, there's a really great gal and uh, a couple of great gals. Uh-huh. And they, they jumped in so fast. Mm. It, I was like, dude, no. Red flag. Like, I can't. Mm. I just, I can't, mm-hmm. right? Like, I need to build this slow. Even though, even if I've known you for a long time, I still, you still got to build it slow, mm-hmm. right? And, and I realized, like, that's, like, my intuition being, like, beep, 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 sure. beep. Not because it's bad. Because I think if you meet somebody that you really enjoy and you really like, it could be that like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or it could be, like, what you're saying, like, hey, let's not label this. Like, I really like you. I really like being with you. Like, mm-hmm. let's just go. Mm-hmm. Let's just see, you mm-hmm. know? See what happens. Right. And not have, like, any control or any expectation of it. Right. Right. But that's a huge alarm for me that I didn't realize before. Sure. Like that's that actually like for whatever reason, it doesn't scare me. I thought at first it did. Right. I thought I was scared to be like in love again or whatever be, because I was scared to get hurt. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I'm just very careful with who I'm going to give that to. Right. Right. And the person I give it to, it's real. Well, you've also had a situation or two where somebody has done that. And um, just come in quickly, and then you saw some things revealed. Yeah. So those are definite flags yeah. to not ignore. For sure. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And then, you know, like there's priorities too. You know, you move so quick into something and then, you know, when I don't want to do something, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. Do you want to go over for dinner tonight? And you're like, mm, nah. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? So so just being self-aware enough to understand that and being like, man, you know, this isn't right. <laughs> like, I should probably move on from this deal. Right. You know, because it feels like something I have to do, not something sure. I want to do. And then that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. So... So that goes back into the truthfulness and the self-awareness in the beginning to where it's like if you didn't have the self-confidence, you didn't want to be alone, you'd be like, fuck, I'm going to go to dinner. And then make believe that you want to be there. Sure. That's not, man, think of that. No. That's, so, that's almost sad. Yeah, it right? is. But how many people do it? Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's wrong. No. I'm just saying that understand and it's be aware. It's better to be truthful with yourself. Yeah. With, yeah, with For that sure. person. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, Desire versus love. Oh, my gosh. That was good. Actually, we just had that conversation last night. Did you? Let's hear yeah. It. Just about, um, you know, the men love to be, what was the quote? I, I found the quote or somebody, I think I, I don't know, I found it on Instagram. I forget who was talking about it. Um, and it was men love to be desired. Women love, women desire to be loved. And then we got into the, the idea of, with men to take it further like to be um, valued and needed but not like oh I need you but have to have pur- like to have purpose yeah yeah I think I think everybody likes to have purpose right, right. the um, so I was reading this thing the other day and it said love is when you're in a relationship and desire it comes from something you can't have interesting so so that that was about cheating mm-hmm. that was about we talked about like you know going outside of your marriage or sharing your relationship or whatever it is mm-hmm. i don't know what it's called but mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I you know what i want to say i don't mean to say it like it's negative because it's not like yeah. if that works for you yeah. awesome dude like yeah. that's cool um but i do want to say like it, i think i think when you can't have something it's somewhat more attractive mm-hmm. like naturally like as a human nature thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's part of the game thing, too. Like if like sometimes people play hard to get, and it makes them more attractive. But that's kind of like control manipulation. So you have to be careful with that desire thing, right? Right? Like you desire something because you don't have it. Yes. And you love something. Like you know, if you love yourself, then you may not desire as much. Hmm. That's pretty I, deep shit. I, I don't know if I get that one. But I, I'm just, I'm like reading this. Like that was a concept, right? Like yeah. that was just like a thought provoking idea. Yeah. Of, of what that is. Right. I don't, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Okay. Let me put it like this. So, <laughs> so say, say like. Um, Give me a different version. Okay. Here's a different version. Like, so I'm walking down the street and I see a hot girl and I'm like, God, I want to be with her. Okay. That's desire. Right. Versus I'm walking down the street and I'm like, wow, that woman's really attractive. Yeah. And I'd love to get to know her. And then you get to know her and you build a relationship like you are. That's love. Okay. Right? Two different, they're two completely different true, things. True, true. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, so I guess from, from like a male perspective, I think that's the difference. Okay. Right? Like, if, like if, if I love you, I would trust you and communicate with you and not cheat on you. I'm not saying that that's a question. Like, can you be in love and cheat? 
I would say no because it's breaking trust. Right, which is the primary foundation of your relationship. And it's, trust is a, definitely a, one of the foundational pieces of love. Okay. So if you were in a great relationship, somebody cheated, mm-hmm. can, you, can you rebuild from that? Yes. I think so too. See, that's back to that like romantic love thing. Like if you choose it, you can do it. That's yeah. cool. I mean, there's a lot of work and you yeah, but you can have do to it. choose. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. That's, that's how I see it. That's, I, I know what you're saying mm-hmm. with the desire to be loved and yeah. love to be desired. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I just think it was just more about things. Perp- I think I, I translated it further, which was, you know, men, ha- I think, n- need to feel more of a purpose in a relationship. And, you know, of course, it's generalizing. Do you think, do you guys think men are more clingy? Hmm. Hmm. I just, it depends no. on the personality because yeah, it, it can be depends. females too. I think it depends on attachment style of the person. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So somebody said the other day, like women are way more clingy. Like they're more, they're, they, they move faster to attach versus men. I, I know some men who are I do definitely too. fast attachers. Yeah, yeah. The first time you have sex with them after that, all bets are off. They tend to get a little clingy. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it has to do with more of, of a person's individual attachment style. Whether if you're anxious attachment, you're clingy. If if you're avoidant, you shun clingy people. <laughs> you, you don't want an anxious attachment. You you know that's that's your polar opposite. So I think it has to do with personal style versus sex. Well, I don't even know if sex is a factor in it in that no i mean it? sex male female male, female oh sex. yeah yeah i got it i'm yeah. sorry i thought you meant like actually like no you not, know what i mean okay sorry smash. my bad yeah yeah we learned a new term smashing <laughs> yeah, i didn't know that anyway okay um so yeah i, I don't i think it's a, about a person's individual attachment style versus robin you, robin just said something you said that the first time a guy has sex he's more attached it i depend- think that's the opposite no 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 it depends on the personality it's the character of the person, but your you your question was: Are men more clingy than women? What I've come to realize through the years is, after you have sex with someone and you're intimate with them, regardless of where your relationship is at, whether you're just dating or you're actually a couple, they do become more clingy. And I've seen it with women too. My guy friends have told me, "Damn, you know, it was great sex, but man, now she's all over me, and I can't get her to leave me alone five minutes apiece." I've always, she always wants me there. And I think once you get to that level of attachment, when you let your guard down and you get to that level of attachment, that's where the clinginess comes from. And, and like Shelly said, it all depends on the person. Because I, because I, think you're, you're, <laughs> I think you're seeking a relationship though, right? You're grinning. No, you I was, thinking? no, I was just listening to her and smiling and agreeing. Yeah? Yeah. Usually when you smile, you have a thought to share. Yeah, we... No, it's, 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 I feel like that's true. I feel like it's true, but it's, I don't feel like it identifies with one sex or the other. Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. I didn't think so. I think, I do think it's an individual interaction. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's, here's a question. But not everybody who is like that is seeking a relationship, but there's also research that, you know, that shows that, you know, the cuddle hormone, oxytocin, and after four or five times of having sex, then the cuddle hormone kicks in and, you know, the, the oxytocin kicks in and tells your brain that you're starting to love someone. Okay. Like physiologically. Yeah. Mm. So, um, 
you know, it's, there's a thing. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, that makes sense. Right? I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I pretty sure remember you're right. reading. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're pretty dialed in. <laughs> because right. I know somebody who, a friend who said that he, after three times, he'd stopped having sex with women based on that. He said, really? nope, three times, that's it. You get three sex, shots. He's like, if I have sex four times, she's going to start loving me. And I was like, eh, nobody's wow. going to love you with that attitude. <laughs> dude. No, dude. No. Wow. Yeah. He's taking it a little verbatim. There's lots of issues in that thing. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily think that way. I, I don't, I don't know what I think, actually. Hmm. I have to think about that one. Okay, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many times do you have sex when you're, then you get attached? Yeah. It could be one time. Could be one. It could be. Just depends mm, on the person. No. Uh-uh. One well, that's, that's you though. Yeah. It doesn't mean Never it know. doesn't happen. That's it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. No. But I'm just thinking like from my perspective. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Totally. Yeah. Depends on where they're at. I think, I, you know what I think it is? I think it's more of the, for me, it's more an intellectual attachment than it is a sexual attachment. Mm. Like, sex is important and it's fun, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy women. Mm-hmm. But I also, I enjoy the intellect as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't have a deep conversation, yeah. then it's just sports sex. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, just, I just think there's different levels, right? Like, your personality, like you said, it's different for everybody. Sure. So if you're not a deep person, which is fine, then sex is like, eh, you know, we just have sex, and that's just kind of part of our interaction. Mm-hmm. Where if you're a deep person then like it makes the sex better for me. Like I'm sure. a sapiosexual for sure. Sure. Like if you don't have a brain, like whatever, I right. just jerk off, call it good. Yeah. So, what's the conversation like afterwards? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like then is what? it, is it, well, that would be, if there's going to be another time. Right. No, no, right? no, 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 no. You're going to have no. conversation. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. the stimulation from the conversation because you can have that before sex, right. but it's even better after sex because then you're, your guard is down. You're very open and honest yeah. about everything. And it's yeah, just yeah. a great conversation. It's pillow talk. And if it's not, then what's the point? Then, you're like, then, then, then you're like, and this is just like sport. Yeah. yeah one and done, like, man. Whatever. Friends with benefits. You're out the door. And I do think too, I, I think that, um, okay, let me, the, this is a conversation that I had, um, with a bunch of people at the lake, married couples, single people, whatever. We're sitting at this big table. Okay. And we were talking about sex and we were talking about the, um, the dynamic now. Okay. Like, it doesn't mean as much as it did no. 20 years ago. Like, it's not as an intimate it's not, thing. It's not as sacred. It's not, yes. I, that's absolutely true. It's not near as sacred as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I think when you're in a relationship, it should be, right? Like, when you're committed right. and you're married and whatever. Or, mm-hmm. But generally, when you're dating, it's not sacred. I don't think. Well, I think... I don't see that. I, think, I don't see it I being sacred. I just think things have changed, you know? I mean... When did it start? Tinder? I mean, what was it? I think things relaxed over the last couple of decades. Things shifted. I I think it's more like European. Like, you know, in other countries, sex isn't like a secret. No, people see everything more casually. A lot of people don't. So, you know, I'm I'm not... But no judgment either way. I'm not... I'm just saying generally. It seems seems that way. Yes, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, just to... Just as an observation, I think it's more casual... um, and I think that people are more open. I think people um, are judging themselves less. And I think that people are more open just to curiosity and exploration. And, that, you know, before they would 
see themselves in a relationship for X amount of time before they would have sex, you know, their own personal rules or whatever, you know, I, I don't know if there I, is. I don't think that's a thing I, anymore. I don't either. And I think too, well, so there's a couple things. One is, you know, the conversations you have, I have had with like healthcare professionals about that. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you build a relationship before you have sex, it's a much more stable relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of value to that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean if you have sex earlier, right. whatever that timeline is, right. that it's bad right. either. Remember as long as you're truthful and you have conversation. Remember the conversation with Eric? Yeah. Um, yeah, he wasn't allowed that, to have sex for a year or something? No, no. Where he, yeah, I can't remember what he said. But he uh, just Eric said, Worth from rehab or the other? No, the other. No, Eric Worth was, he talked about 50 hours. The that's what it was. Yeah, that's that what was 50, 50 hours. hours is like, yeah. yeah. But no, Eric from the meetup thing where he said that if you have sex on the first date, it's like, it's never going to go anywhere. It's horrible. Remember that? I do. And you're like, dude, you got to come talk to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But, but, you know, and then you get, I think that's a form of judgment though. Yeah, of course. It's, it's like, dude, that, yeah, it's his that values. works for you, great, yeah. or whatever. If it yeah. doesn't work for you, that's okay too, right? Sure. The, the funny thing is, is, is realizing that, like realizing it's different for everybody and every interaction is different. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like, like, I mean, what if you meet somebody and you have sex with them or whatever? Like, oh, you had a one night stand? Well, no. Yeah. I met somebody, I decided to be intimate and it wasn't no sparks there. Right. right? Like, go figure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's everybody like makes some kind of comment, connotation that, you know, if women have sex a lot, then they're like a slut. Right. And if men have sex a lot, then I think they're a player. Mm-hmm. Or if you date a lot, you're, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you well, can be absolutely healthy and date all you want. And it's all based on social norms and what's right. acceptable and what makes a certain person who's making a certain comment comfortable or uncomfortable mm-hmm. is where it's coming from, right? Right. Because that's what the judgment is. My judgment, I'm passing on you, which I'm not. But if I'm passing judgment on you, it's based on me being uncomfortable with what you're doing. Right. And that's why I'm judging you. Right. So when people can step outside of that and look at maybe something, who am I to say what's good for you? Right. That makes right. no sense. Right. I'm not you. So you don't hurt I've anybody. I've lived your life. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't hurt anybody. Then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. be it. Yep, yeah. I agree. But I think people also, what's interesting is, is we've gotten so much more judgmental when it comes to politics, race, religion, you know, we've gotten to this place of just really restrictive thinking mm-hmm. and, um, you know, casting stones at people and being very intolerant. But when it comes to sex, we're like, it's completely different. And I don't know, everybody's willing to explore more and have more conversations. And that's fascinating. To that's me. a good thing, I think. Yeah, I don't think, you know, it's funny. I was sitting there one time with my son, I don't know if I told you about this, and, and there's like this show on, and, um, and we were watching a movie, and it was like this college movie, and it was all about like masturbation and shit. Mm-hmm. And I looked over, and he's like, dude, I've been doing that for years. And I was like, oh. And he's like, is it weird? And I was like, no, dude, that's awesome. Like, explore your body. Yeah. Like, you should totally, like, don't be doing it out in public or at school. <laughs> don't but, do it on the school bus. Yeah, but like, like, you should explore your body. Like, it, why would it be weird? Yeah. Like, why would that even, and, and then it makes me think, like, where... In our society, did it say like self-exploration is weird? Yeah. And the only reason why it would say that is, is for control. Yeah. Right? Like you shouldn't control. Like, like it's your fucking body, dude. Mm-hmm. If you want to like feel good, then make yourself feel good. Like, sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Right? Like it's, it's just it, that just sparked this thing in my head where things are starting to change now where we have the tools as adults to teach the children 
the other thing is too is like the internet my god like you can find anything on the internet that was another conversation we had mm -hmm. about sex too is like hey everybody's not hung like a horse and the women don't do that like they can't not every girl can do what these girls do right so when you're watching right. this understand that this is somewhat fantasy right and somewhat of a you know role right like we all wish we could perform like that but whatever so so it's just you know one of those things right did and we talk like that did he just say that like that's how we talked right i'm like yeah that's, it's that's, not yeah. really reality yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like it's a don't show think that's it's how it's show. supposed to be and if you don't perform like that then you're not yeah it's then something's wrong with you yeah. or whatever yeah. you know i mean it, like i'm sure it takes some medication and whatever yeah. fluffers like we were talking about <laughs> in between another show so but but no really like to be able to talk like that and be reality be like hey man if you're watching that on on your phone or whatever which i'm sure why wouldn't you and exploring things like understand like what that is, like ask questions about sure. that to clarify what right. that's putting in your head you right. know, from like a, whatever. Right. Right. Which, like which an expectation is way better standpoint. than getting locked into some idea and finding out 20 years later that. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I remember, I remember my dad told me one time, long, like when I was a kid, that his mom told him that the tampon was to wax the car. Oh, my goodness. And he actually waxed the car with pads because oh, they had pads boy. like way back. Oh, right? Okay. Like he, waxed, he wiped the wax off. Oh, okay. And, he was, and it made him so angry that like we always had this. When I was growing up, we had like a good dialogue about that. You know, he's like, hey, if you have any questions, ask. And I'll Funny. tell you the truth and whatever. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that was like, that's a good message. You know, that was like one of the good messages that I got. But why would you, you know what I mean? It's wow. like. Right? You know, different times. Yeah. Different strokes, different folks. Right. Yeah, they never used to talk about that stuff on television. Now it's everywhere. No. Now it's everywhere. It's yeah. on the internet. It's on, it's on yeah. TikTok. It's on yeah. Facebook. It's on, yeah, yeah. like Com everywhere. Commercials with a famous actress talking about my vagina. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa, okay, this wasn't around in the 70s. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, so then what about gender roles? Um, we had a ton of dialogue about that. We did. Yeah, because that was sort of based in patriarchy and gender roles and acceptability and gosh now the door is flung wide open i think and do you think and do you think that in fact it's funny i had this conversation last night too it's so well, funny. good let's talk about it well it was more of a what happened in the 70s and i know robin you'll have something to say about this which is when women really went full force into the workplace because they wanted to be able to you know earn a living and do it all Mary then, Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore. Thank you. I love that show. And and then suddenly they could do it all. So they're raising kids and going to work and doing it all. And then suddenly it, it became they became overwhelmed and anxious and depressed. And it was just like, I'm doing all this. And then they became resentful. And just because they, it's not that, that's not healthy. Well, they could do it all. And so they did it all. And a lot of women are still doing it all. Um, and it's not that men weren't working, but men, you know, were doing what they were doing and they, men, and they didn't change anything. But men weren't working. They're like, fine, if you want to go and do all that extra stuff, I'm still going to do what I do. Right. I'm not going to help with the house and the kids and all that. I'm still going to be me. Right. But if you want to do all that, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Like bring some extra money and it helps, whatever. Yeah. Right. But, and, and then, you know, you look at, and this is controversial, whatever, but I mean, let's be fucking real right now. Right. The, the biggest minority is women. I think. I think women ha get, get the rawest deal of anybody. Personally, just from what I see mm -hmm. in business and in life and in, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you look at certain, you look at certain professions and it's all men. And it's not because it's a man dominate, male dominated workforce. It's because that's the 
culture. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And what you just said, like, that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So, so we teach, like, the example that you give is that, okay, I'm going to have the children. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to arrange child care. I'm going to arrange child care. And then I'm going to go to work for eight hours. I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to go to work for eight hours. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make dinner. Well, when you come home, you can just sit there and have a cigar and scotch and watch sports. A lot of dads dads do help out. I will say that. But But, a lot of dads don't. And I'm just saying, I mean, like, that's a super unhealthy arrangement. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where, like you just said, like people get depressed and all that. Well, duh, because mm-hmm. that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and then the guys like, oh, we're not having sex. Well, no shit, dude. Right. She's like, too tired, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm she saying. Wants and then to run and into then, traffic instead. Right. 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 And yeah. then you know you go out. It's just the whole dynamic and that whole like demonstration. Mm-hmm. Like that was my demonstration. Mm-hmm. Like that was a demonstration of a relationship when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My dad would come home, sit in his chair, have a diet Pepsi or whatever it was, turn on the TV. My mom would come home from work and cook and clean and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if he didn't like the food, I remember one day he didn't like the food and he like threw it down the hallway. Oh my God. What and a I jerk. was like, what a fucking asshole. Wow. Right? But like she was working so hard. Yeah. And that was like, that's the example of what a yeah. relationship is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. There's no equality in that. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like when you say the 70s, I think that is why some of the shit we have that's now is because of force. that yeah. demonstration. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, when I was a kid, like, how it was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I know. I know. But it, it goes back to women wanting to be able to make the choice. Well, then they, I feel like we, we put ourselves in a position where we didn't have a choice then. Because then, you know, it, it became a two-income household situation from mm-hmm. a lot of people. And then, of course, you change your standard of living to two-income household. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you can't do out do without that second income, and mm-hmm. it it the changes that were made usually with a lot of families weren't um, I think um, I don't know equally acceptable to both, and I think that that really hurt women for the long run. Yeah, emotionally, I think it it hurt them. Um, you know, a lot of them are plateaued in careers because of it, and a, a lot are. Um, I don't know, limited. Mm-hmm. I agree. And a lot might not be happy. They might not like even be doing it. You know, maybe they would rather be at home. But again, with the two income handcuffs, what are you going to do? I, I, it's it's weird because like you like I see that for like autonomy, but it's also it's somewhat about power. Like I, I see a relationship like a gender role. Like when it says gender roles, I think that's I don't I know it's not bullshit, but I also think it's like a team thing. Like, I would see me as, like, a team effort, like, mm-hmm. building as a team, mm-hmm. not like, oh, I make $10,000 more than you a year mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was something you made me very aware of. Remember that one show we did and you were like, dude, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, money? No, there's more than one currency. Yeah. Right? And that would be a currency. Mm-hmm. So the flip side of that coin is, like, when you talk about gender roles, I have another friend, and it's a, you know, they're married for a long, long time, and um, he's very successful, and she stays at home, and they have multiple children, mm-hmm. and she takes care of all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's just as valuable mm-hmm. as making whatever amount of money, yeah, because that's another currency, yes, right. That gives him the ability to be free to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But if you flip that and you add a career to this woman, 
And then he just keeps doing what he's doing, and she does all that other shit, like soccer practice and all that for yep. multiple kids and ballet and yep. you know teacher conferences and all that stuff. Like that's insane, dude. Yeah. You can't. There's not enough hours in the day to do that. That's the point. Yeah, there that's are. That's the red flag. There are. Okay, well there are. <laughs> if you're like, you'd have to be crazy. I've done it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Yeah. Did you? Did you have? Was you having fun doing that? I barely remember it. I was surviving. <laughs> yeah. Not kidding. That that like I think it takes away some of the enjoyment of having children. Right? I mean, I, I guess. Don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm like, not going to go back into my subconscious and dig that one out. I'm no. Here to tell like, you. Yeah. All right. We'll I just leave that one in the box. We're just going to leave that one all like, locked up. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, but that, you know, that's something that I think about now looking back. Right. Right. And, and even looking back from like an appreciative standpoint, like being grateful, mm-hmm. like being grateful for your partner to do that. Or yes. even like, say, if I stayed home. Like, I'd be fine with that too, whatever. Because right. you're a partnership, right? right. You're going to build a life together and have like the best, most healthiest family and productive mm-hmm. deal you can have. Well, it's about what the does that common like? goals and the conversation yeah. around it too. And trust and all the other yeah. things, right? Communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when we talk about gender roles, we talk about platonic friends. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of people that can't be friends with the opposite sex. I know. That's so weird to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's so funny to me because that... I don't know, like every, every time, you know, like I go to the lake mm-hmm. and I have girls that are friends mm-hmm. and, and my, one of the guys that's on the dock, he, he has this deal. He's like, Hey, if that's your girlfriend, like, give me the nod. Or like, if you're dating her, give me right. the nod. Right. And when I don't give him the nod, he's like, I'm like, dude, she's just a friend. Right. Like that works. Yeah. That actually happens. It's yeah. okay to just have a friend. Right. But back to that gender role thing. A lot of people think like if a guy and a girl show up together, then they're automatically together. Maybe it's that's the reason why people on Facebook don't have pictures with the opposite sex. I don't know, Maybe. but that's generally the you know the observation is that if you show up with another, especially if you're by yourself, like you're sure. automatically you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, I I just think people do that. People survive, you know. They assume. Making judgment about it or whatever. Yeah, they they assume. Yeah. I go out with a guy friend all the time, and just even a couple of weeks ago, we went to a restaurant and got takeout. And the lady behind the cash register assumed we were a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we were married in a movie. That's how we met. We played husband and wife in a movie, but we've been best friends for, I don't know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And we go out all the time like that. And mm-hmm. we go back to his house and hang out for four or five hours, eat the food and watch movies and crap. It's like so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have it's to valuable. be. It is because you're, you don't even have to put out, you know, <laughs> you just have a fun time. Right. She says shit that's like that I would say. Mm. Well, that's because I've hung that's around guys all my life, you know. So, so that brings me like, so to our relationship, right? Right. It's totally platonic, mm-hmm. like you were saying with your Greg, Greg. Mm-hmm. and and it's like normal. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I hate. To, well, I don't hate to say this, but like if you and I go to a bar and we're friends, mm-hmm. that makes me <laughs> it makes me way more attractive because like I'm with a girl and it's a healthy relationship and we're friends. Mm-hmm. That makes me like almost more normal to another woman. Is that true or not true? Ooh. No, I don't think so. No, I think they're going to think that we're dating. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so let me. So let's play this out. Okay. So we go to a meetup. Okay. Right. This is real. Like I'm playing this out for reals. Okay. We go to a meetup, like we used to. Okay. And I would I would meet a girl there. Yeah. And talk to you and like introduce you or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, you guys are just friends." And that that was like appealing in oh. almost every single situation. Oh, interesting. I think it, I mean, that's the, that's what I noticed. Interesting. Okay. You have to get right? into the conversation though, because yeah, you have to get in the conversation. Yeah. It can't just be like somebody casually, like, but I think that's also body language. 
But, but we're not going to walk in and you're not going to put your head on my shoulder or something. But I'm not most gonna, like, people aren't going to pay attention to that. They're not going to pay attention to that. Most girls are going to look at it like she is with you. Yeah. Most girls right away would be like, oh. He's taken. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have that conversation, mm-hmm. if you're meeting another girl there and you have that conversation and introduce her as one of your best friends and you're only friends, nothing more, then you're good. I don't remember how it worked, but it worked. I don't know. Well, you would know. I that. met lots of people. You met lots of dudes. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. So it, may, it had to be body language. I think you, yeah. Did I? Yeah, you're pretty popular. That's because she's beautiful. Yeah. And you're social and you can talk and you're funny. Because I was wearing a fun. Santa costume. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> that was a good night. All right. Um, we'll get through this. You know, it's, it's funny because all, like we keep saying, like all these things relate, like conscious parenting, uh-huh. you know, that's communication. That's all that kind of stuff. And uh, man, we had a, that was a good conversation about that. Oh, Kristen? Yeah, so that good. was gnarly. Yeah. And then um, red flags, like all these things are red flags. Mm-hmm. Addiction, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. What you're addicted to, social mm-hmm. media, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one of the best ones was emotional sobriety. I love that. Because I didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. that was, until that's a great Teresa tool. came in here and taught us what that is. Great tool. And, and that is powerful. I love it. So, so we take all this stuff, and I, maybe this just happened by chance, where that's maybe one of the last ones, but all of these things put together, like if you even have a concept of them, mm-hmm. and maybe you, know, you don't practice them every day or whatever, but you talked about a situation in a relationship where you were kind of off, like maybe you were a little bit jealous, maybe the alarm was going off, mm-hmm. but you had the emotional surprise to be like, well, wait a second, let's yeah. hard stop this yeah. and see what Sit this is it. really about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the coolest part about that was is when you and I talked about it, you, I just listen to you. Mm-hmm. I can't give you an. I can't give you my opinion. I can just listen right. and be like, "Hey, did you? You're saying this, right?" Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Holy shit, I'm doing that too, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's where like true friends come in because I'm not trying to put my shit on you mm-hmm. or trying to make your relationship like mine. Right. I'm listening to you and making you self-aware. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm making you aware of your reality. Really, sure, is all you're doing. Mm-hmm but you're not giving an opinion and you're not judging. And I think that's like a true communication yeah, should just, look like just in that reflecting. situation. reflecting. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I'm not there. I don't know. Right. I, I never even met this dude. Yeah. Which is fucking rude by the way. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that later. But that, that emotional sobriety. And then we talked about the, you know, like, you know, whatever, sitting on a curb and crying. Yes. You know, that's emotional sobriety, mm-hmm. right? Like a major, major event in your life. And that says like, okay, that's a trigger. That's a red flag in that I still have some work to do in this spot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which you did. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so massive how when you have people around you that actually, like, give a shit. Right. They'll, they'll be like, wait a second. Because, like, I've lost my temper before. I've done, I was, man, I got to tell you, I was talking to this guy yesterday. And it, the same person that I brought up before, that, that he's changing professions. And, and I was like, dude, like, watch the red flags. Like, changing a profession is a major life event. That's a major life event. It is. Right? Like, leaving a job and, or, and, and or changing a profession, Moving, getting a divorce. Like, there's so many things. You know, a long-time breakup. That's a major life event that needs some attention. Mm-hmm. Right? So, if, if something happens and somebody makes a major life change for really no reason, that's a fucking red flag. Like, when I left the fire department on crutches and I just walked out, that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Like, if I saw somebody do that now, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? Hang on. Take a day. Let's talk. Right, like right. I'm gonna, I'll call you or whatever. You don't just be like, ah, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Peace out. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Like, and there's so many things. Or, like, cheating on your wife with whatever. Like, that's a huge red flag. Right. Those are big, big, big things that are out of character. Right. Right? Or, like, you lose your temper. Or, like, say, for example, we walk outside and you're like, Scott, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. I'd be like, all right. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah. What's you know it, what I mean? Like, what's that about? Like, what? Are you having like, are you, you need some sugar or something? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you also understand that, okay, maybe you need some space. Wait till tomorrow. But I wouldn't be like, fine, never talk to you again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it would have number. To, yeah. It'd have to be like a super long-term behavior type thing. Sure. But that's my point is that the, that would be a red flag to me. I'd be like, okay, what's wrong? Right. Right? Like, let's, we need to talk. Or if you don't want to talk to me, like, talk to somebody, but, like, calm down before you get in your car. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's emotional sobriety mm-hmm. and not taking it personal. Right. And, and that's it's a key thing. It's just being in that neutral place. Yeah. But, but it's also... Before responding. Yes. But it's, it's, and sometimes you do respond, you get mad, right? That's normal. We're human. Mm-hmm. But the other thing emotional sobriety is, is it's like letting people and allowing them to grow. Yes. Because I'm sure shit not the same person I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. Core I am, mm-hmm. but I'm not the same person. Right. And, it, and if somebody chooses to change, they can change. You don't, every day you wake up, you can be different if you choose that. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's also emotional spreading, like understanding that. Like I don't hold a grudge. Right. And our challenge is to not judge each other based on past mistakes and to forgive ourselves for our own. Absolutely. Right? That's what re- rehabilitation is. Absolutely. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. If it's... Drugs, alcohol, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. You know, if you're accountable and responsible for your actions, that's one thing. But you can also change, too, and not repeat the same thing. Sure. Especially if it's toxic or destructive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can change. Mm-hmm. You just have to choose it. Right. And then keep people around you that allow you and to. And be consistent. Yeah. But you have to be allowed to change. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so funny. Like, you, sometimes you see people or even hear people talk and they're like, well, remember when you did this? That's who you are. You're like, no, dude, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Something you don't I did people... at one point. Right. Yeah. And you're like this, and they're going to hold you to it forever. Right. It's really about them. Sure. Yeah, it's so crazy. Sure. That emotional surprise, sobriety piece is, is like, that's the, the best thing powerful. ever. Yeah. And I didn't even know what the fuck that was. No, it's powerful. Wait, have you ever heard of that before, before that? Have you? Yeah. Oh, she's smart. Yeah, emotional quotient is pretty much the same oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. EQ. Yeah. Well, sure. I don't know. So, so anyways, all these things, you know, as we went through, I still think generally we think the same about them. Mm-hmm. Like if we were to, if we were to like actually have a show on each one of these things, I think it would generally be the same, but I think the approach would be a little bit different because mm-hmm. some of those shows we did or I did and I was still healing. Mm-hmm. So I think the way I presented things might've been a little bit different. And then like, and we even talked about this, like the, it changed, like the way we talk changed. Mm-hmm. It's totally different now. Sure. Because it's not about like pain or hurting. It's about like, hey, here's like a situation that you need to identify and like right. pay attention to. Just right? a perspective, yeah. And then also the, the dynamic of like your and I communication is from a super healthy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, do. I, don't, I don't think there's anything I could say to you that would upset you now. No. Not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like I could piss you off, but not, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's different, right? I agree. So, so that's like another thing too. And even when, like, I think about literally anything, it doesn't hurt anymore. Good. It's so weird. Good. Right? Like, from the, from the, you know, whatever, civil service stuff or, like, old relationships or my childhood or whatever, like, it's just kind of like a, meh, that's a memory. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, because it's like processed and done, and it's really powerful. That's a cool it is thing. It's powerful. That's like a, that's like a, um, a gift that you can't describe. Right. And that comes from all that stuff. But then also identifying things that are red flags, like any of these things could be a red flag, and being like, okay, let's hard stop this and figure out what's up. And if it doesn't work for you and it can't change, then you pro- like self-preservation comes into play there and you need to move on. Mm-hmm. Constant self-awareness. Like how many times do you have that? Like so if you're, doing a, um, if you're doing a coaching session, how many times have you done that? Like, hey, did you consider like what you need? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like how often do you do that? How often do you talk to people and they don't even like know who they are? Um, I think they know where they are even if they're in pain. So it's not so much a who they are, it's a where they are. So like every therapist or coach or whatever, you're just making them aware of their reality. Mm-hmm. Not by telling them. Right, right, because they don't want to hear that. By listening and just reflecting it back, leading them to hear themselves. Right, right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what... I think that's generally the purpose or the mm-hmm. concept of therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Helping you realize your reality, not telling you what to do. Realize where you are. Right, right. And understand it. And also not helping you do more toxic shit. Right. That, it, it was funny because um, the, one of the conversations I heard, and it wasn't in our group, it was like a table next to us, you know? And it, there was like three girls talking, and one of the girls was like, oh, yeah, you know, he cheated on me or whatever. And the other two girls were like, well, just, you just go out and cheat. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Like, don't identify the problem. You just go cheat and let him cheat, and then everything will be cool, and you'll feel better about it. Oh, my it. gosh. And, and I was like, wow, dude, that was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's probably not the friend you want around. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, yeah, you can have this toxic thing, and then I'm going to try and set you up with something else, someone else while you're in this toxic thing. Sure. <laughs> like, that is so crazy to me. Yeah. You know, not end it and be healthy, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I start to realize, too, like as a friend, <clears throat> that means you have a duty to the same thing, like help them realize their reality but not try to change it. Well, most people aren't in a situation where they're surrounded by people who have some really healthy perspective. True. True. I know I wasn't for a long time, mm-hmm. right? But, um, but anyways, that, that's, just kind of, that's just a review mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of what we did. Um, not every show. No. But I think like a highlight. Yeah, we it, hit highlights. You yeah. know, just like a, like a little snippet of each thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the shit's funny. It's good stuff. Like when, when, when we were talking, you know, like the first couple of shows, we talked about the iPad thing. <laughs> like that was funny. That's messed up. Well, some of today was funny. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Anyways, everybody, we appreciate you watching The Knot. Um, We appreciate the support. Shelly Netco, Scott Framiller, have a great day.